Hello, everyone. And uh, before we get into my interview with uh, with Josh, I um, I'm going to do something I never thought I would do, and I'm going to allow swear words in all interviews. Um, I don't like censoring people. The beep is hilarious, but I'm going to try something new, and that's basically letting people just be themselves. So um, unless something ridiculous comes across in the future interviews, I'm just going to send it. So um, so rest in peace, my uh, clean iTunes label rating. It was a, it was a good run. But um, part of why I came to this decision was because I, I didn't want to take away from Josh's personality. So uh, <laughs> buckle up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I am uh, finally joined by Josh Ty. Josh, how you doing, man? Hi, I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. How are you? I am great as well. And, you know, it, it was awesome kind of just explaining to you where I've been the last uh, two years. Um, just definitely going to be shaking off the cobwebs. And um, I appreciate you being, I guess, like my first real interview in, you know, a year and a half. So very excited, oh, man. That... And what's up? Oh, that's Oh, I was just saying that that makes me feel very special. The first one in such a long time. This sounds like a, like this whole podcast that you do is such a, a cool thing. So I'm glad to be a part of it. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm definitely grateful for everyone that's contributed to it, either as a guest or a panelist or um, co-ho- um, co-host. And I know talking offline a little bit, you know, Sergio's definitely carried a lot of it to get us to this point. But um, yeah, I'm ready to get back into it, man. So um Let's just go right into, I guess my first question is, um, is, there, is your last name Ty or is it Halpenny or what's? <laughs> yeah. So my full name is Joshua Ty Halpenny Nguyen. Okay. And throughout like various points in my life, I've gone by different iterations of it. So really trying to figure out like, you know, my identity and how I relate to certain parts of myself. So it's interesting because uh, people who have known me at different parts of my life will call me different things. So like, when I was a kid, everyone would have known Josh Halpin Nguyen. And then in high school, I went by Ty Nguyen. And so uh, people would call me by different first names and it would get very confusing. And so finally I was like, okay, well, just go by Josh Ty because that seems like really easy and simple. But the full thing is Joshua Ty Halpin Nguyen. Gotcha. <laughs> Long story short. Uh, that's awesome. Um, I can definitely feel you on the, um, you know, like the variation of names. Um, you know, being in the military, I usually go by Damon by most people I interact with on a day-to-day basis. But if everybody ever calls me Steven, I like freeze. I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble. Right. So used to the the comfortable, casual Damon, right? Exactly. Yep. Um, That's like when my when Joshua is reserved for when I'm in trouble. Like Josh is chill. Joshua means I'm in trouble. Noted. So if I'm ever reffing you. <laughs> yeah. I might throw Joshua. that out there. Oh so my God, what am I doing? You just freeze, <laughs> drop the ball. Like, what do I do? I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. So got that out of the way and, and thanks because i saw your name come up on zoom and I, I think i've seen you in some of the uh ball of state orders i'm like wait a minute no, his last name was ty but uh glad i got that cleared up um what what team do you currently play for i play for arkham and that's a k r m arkham <laughs> a wait are you Akram, what? Oh, A R K M. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> I was like, hold on. I was like, I was so confident in that. <laughs> I thought that was an inside joke. I was like, uh, oh, I was like, like... I definitely misspelled that. I was so confident. Wow. Okay. Cool. 
<laughs> no, I play for Arkham. We are based out of New York City. Um, we've been around for eek six years, seven years. No, we've been around for a long time. I honestly don't remember how long how long we've been uh, when Arkham started, but we've been around for a while on the East Coast. Awesome. I'm really glad to be able to, to be talking to somebody from the East as well. Um, there's probably gonna be some weird off 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 shot questions that I'm gonna have just to get an idea of what's what's even going on out there. Um, but it's yeah, really awesome cool. to see Arkham because uh, you know you guys have been a staple in my mind uh, from the East since I want to say 2014, 2015, maybe 2016. Yeah, uh, we we busted out on the scene and we uh, it was it was fun. It was fun being a part of that team and just kind of like stepping on and being like, oh, this is a very different level of competition than we're used to. Um, and, you know, doing really well throughout different iterations of the team. So it's it's been a it's been a fun ride. Awesome. Well, it's definitely good to see a lot of teams coming back from, you know, the whole COVID um yeah. all of 2020 whatever 2021 was uh, world war three the economy crashing like it's just what a crazy couple of years this has been and so having some consistency mm -hmm. has been nice but how, how's it treated you man like i mean oh i mean like on a personal level or just kind of sure if you want to get into that just yeah curious. of course i mean it was uh it's been such a wild wild ride i mean i think that it was really hard for the big majority of it because I was cut off socially from so many people. Right. Yep. Like, I don't know if this, if this is something that you could relate to, but I think for a lot of the people who play dodgeball in our community, that's such a big part of like how they feel connected to others and how they feel, um, you know, that there's social engagement and social interaction, different kinds of relationships that you unconsciously get so much out of and so then when COVID happened it shut down all of our leagues we weren't really traveling you know uh, a staple of where I would be seeing people I'd be seeing playing dodgeball and seeing people two to three times a week I was now not seeing anyone so it was like so hard to go from you know being so immersed in social and connected to then being all on your own and so it's been it's been really nice being back in those spaces and and playing this activity that we all really love and being able to like you know shoot the shit again yep was it um <clears throat> pardon me was it was it kind of weird coming back to it at all did it feel oh of course i mean so in terms of like my dodgeball journey i had uh <laughs> uh the first thing to open up in new york was kickball so i played a couple of seasons of kickball and just kind of like getting back into using my body well, bitch, during the pandemic, I did not stretch. I was hardly moving. I was just sitting on the, the fucking couch all the time. And during a kickball game, I was out in the outfield and I was trying to catch a fly ball. And I did catch it. But when I landed, I popped my Achilles. Yeah. So in like July of 2021, I popped my, I mean, I ruptured my Achilles tendon and I, I was out then. So when dodgeball came back, I couldn't play. And it was so hard. Oh my God, it was so hard to like be on the sidelines and kind of watch as people were, you know, doing this activity, even though I was like so happy it was back and able to like ref and be a part of it that way. It was like, you, you know, play. I wasn't there when it first came back. And then I have, I'm now like having to learn this new part of my body as it's like adjusting and it's healing. So that's been an interesting ride as well. Yeah. That's a, it's a special kind of cruel, like, oh, it's back, but oh, uh, I know. you can't play. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> but it was honestly, but honestly, it was also really cool. Like I, I went to the Stonewall National Tournament in support of my team and I got to see my best friends that I play with and that I get to, um, you know, these, these, um, these amazing friendships that I've had and get to like watch them and support them and cheer for them in ways that I don't usually when I'm like playing, you know, yeah. it was, it was like so cool to be on the sidelines and be like, come on, bitch. Like, <laughs> come on, bitch. Let's go. You know, getting, getting all into the game. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like you said, it, you don't really know about the, the social as, as like aspect, how much that contributes to your well, like mental health and, and well-being until it's gone. And then to, to be able to at least experience that part, it's got to felt pretty good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yes, coming back, being able to be in my body again, seeing all the people again, it's been really nice to just like feel like plugged back in a little bit, you know? For sure. So are you, you're on the men now, like you, you are playing actively? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I just finished my uh, first uh, kind of like rec league back and I'm, you know, every week I'm kind of testing myself and out and seeing like, okay, like, how does this feel? Okay, this is fine. I can jump a little bit. Oh, okay. How does this feel? Okay. I can drop to my knees, like just testing it back out, but things, uh, things seem to be up and running. Awesome. So she's back. <laughs> Excellent. Um, have you been playing in any of the, uh, premier rounds? Or yeah, still taking we, uh, okay. we just did, um, we just did, uh, East, uh, round one, okay. like m last month. Nice. And what was that like, um, coming back to like, a the competitive, like, Oh, I mean, it was, I mean, it was for the most part, it was very good. Like it was good for me personally to get back into it and be like, like, you know, I'm here, I'm playing, you know, that was a lot of fun. That was great for that reason. It was interesting being back in the space though. Like, I think that there were a lot of, there were a lot of people who, who really, a lot of people in a kind of a lot of relationships that seemed to be really like welcoming and like also noticing like, you know, uh, sometimes when it can get tense and what that feels like again, right. I, I hadn't been around it in so long. But so that's that's quite that's kind of why I asked earlier, like if, if it was hard coming back into it, just because, and maybe not hard, but just different, because you know, even though we've been doing this for years upon years, um, um, I felt that, and I still feel that there's just a different vibe uh, out in the West Coast, and I'm still trying to figure out what that means um, and how to actually well, convey that. But go ahead. Can I? Yeah. Can I ask you like what? Like, what are you describing? Or can you describe a little bit about like what you feel? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. yeah. So definitely not trying to stir the pot by any means, but uh, obviously the, the biggest one is a lot of teams haven't come back um, because during this two year stint, um, you know, hopefully most of it's for good reasons. Like people get married, having kids, um, they found something else, but there's just something about the, I don't know, it, it it just feels different. And I, I don't know if that's maybe me speaking because I came back from, you know, overseas <laughs> or, but there's just definitely something off. And um, I'm not trying to criticize Premier at all because I feel like <laughs> they're doing a fantastic job keeping yeah, us afloat. Sure. Um, but just something just feels different. And I don't know if that's going to go away over time. As you said, you know, you know for me, I, I was very fortunate to be very busy during those two years, just focused <laughs> on 
the mission and focused on what I was doing. So I'm, I'm not really generally a huge extrovert anyway. So I sure. definitely spend a lot of time alone and I'm learning how to be social again, but, um, I don't know. Just, I, something, something just feels weird. Yeah. I, 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 I hear that. I think what I, there was a, so I think that I have done a lot of kind of like self-growth and change over the past couple of years, right? right. With, uh, with, the, with rupturing my Achilles and really experiencing a kind of isolation that was painfully difficult. I feel like I have, I am trying a lot more to be open in the world and to like be open to certain interactions and try and lead with uh, a, a clearer mind. And so it was really nice to kind of see in that space where there were new people and with like fresh eyes bringing in their own kind of energy right. and to have like fresh kind of introductions with them and to see people who, even if I might not have necessarily been close with them uh, and we only see each other in this space, there's a genuine like, wow, it feels really good to see you again. Yeah. And then also noticing certain dynamics that don't seem to change and are, are a real kind of enigma as to like, why does it feel like this with you? You know, n not necessarily wanting to get in or not necessarily wanting to get into too much detail, but noticing that there that still exists and in, in that space and kind of being like, huh, that can really change. That can really change the mood of the gym. Right. Yeah, it's. I agree with what you said, though. There, there are definitely people um, in in the West to include the Pacific Northwest. I'm happy to see again, and it it gives me that like consistency that yeah. I'm used to. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I remember that. Now the memories are starting to come back a little bit, but there's definitely some um, some elements or or attitudes that are just like, really, like we're still. Yeah, After everything like, we've been we through, we're we, still here doing this. Right, we almost all died, and we went through a pandemic, and you're still acting like this. Yeah, you're still bringing that like that old fucking energy for what? Why? That yeah, I hear you. Okay, thank you. I'm kind of venting a little bit, but yeah, no, I appreciate it. I hear you. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna explore that with with other panels interviews but uh definitely good to know i'm not alone you know so yeah but you know it maybe after a couple more rounds and we get at least one solid year of competitive dodgeball under our belts we'll transition back to whatever normal used to be or, or better than that and uh yeah. that's the hope i i mean i i think that my hope is with the kind of the growth and the and since there was a break to see some new faces and to see how like you know seeing new faces and, and what they're bringing into the space and also with this kind of seeing with this kind of changed men, main change mentality or trying to be more intentional with certain things if there can be some more kind of like growth in those spaces definitely in terms of like how we treat each other in terms of how we interact with each other you know yeah i'm gonna give a quick shout out to um alfred kwan because he he brought in uh elevation and Ooh. Oh, you must know him because he's he used to be East Coast, right? Yeah, girl. She she's Arkham alum. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> she's Arkham alum. Hey, Alfred. <laughs> uh, I hope he hears this. Oh, um, yeah. Hey, Alfred. And I'm gonna do a shout out real too, uh, uh, real quick. Shout out to Jenny Hodge for making uh, 
Team USA uh, cloth. She's also former Arkham. That's right, girl. What, what? Nice. <laughs> See, sub- subconsciously, I must have known that because it just seemed like, oh, yeah, I need to mention Alfred and, and also Jenny. So you have read my mind. But yeah. Um, yeah, he brought in Elevation. And uh, I think there's a couple of brand new players that they look phenomenal. And that it's cool seeing that. You're like, yes, the, these kids are just starting. They're going to be fantastic. We're going to be hearing about them um, in, in tournaments to come. So there, there is some... As, as I mentioned, some good still happening with these these tournaments. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, um, let's, let's let's go back to Arkham because I wanted to, to know where, where did that team name come from? Oh God, I mean, <laughs> is that Batman reference or? Yeah, yes, unfortunately, okay. yes. Oh, I mean, no shade, but I'm not taking credit for this idea. So <laughs> we uh, originally there was a team in New York called Gotham, right? And okay. they they had been the only kind of like competitive New York team going to all of the elite tournaments and all of the the big tournaments. So um Dwitty, uh Dwitty, Alfred, Edgar, a, a bunch of guys in New York were trying to put together a um another dodgeball team. And uh the idea was that it was going to be somewhat related to Gotham and that we were going to be like New York strong, but like Arkham really. Mm. (laughs) And we used to be spelled the whole um, Arkham with, you know, all the letters, but that was not, that was not cute branding. Let me tell you the rebrand of Arkham with those four letters and our jerseys, that is cute. So um, that's, that's who, that's where we are today. Okay. I've always always like Batman reference. And I I do remember um, Gotham too. That makes sense now. Ugh, it's all like, together. And then there was, and then for a little while, there was a, a suicide squad that was a little short lived, but I mean, by nature, the, the team name. Yeah. Like that joke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I almost did that myself, but um, not that settled. So, what is, um, what, what's your number and does it have any significance to you? Oh, I don't think I have a number, to, a number to be honest. I think I put double zero on it, and that's just, I just like double zero. But we, uh, uh, I have not, I don't, I don't take the number seriously. There are, there are folks on Arkham that, you know, have numbers that are really important to them, but the double zero is just, just for funsies. Gotcha. And uh, what, what got you into dodgeball, like from the beginning? Um, All this well, play. Sure, sure. So when I when I went away to purchase college uh, in 2006, um, I started playing intramurals. They had like intramural nights and it would be like Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I think they were playing with foam balls and I was absolute garbage, but it was just so fun. It was just a fun thing to do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I look forward to it every week. Um, and then when I moved down to... Uh, Manhattan to study at FIT, uh, where I was working at the time, I was speaking to one of my managers and said, so I was like, you know, I really miss doing that activity. And he was like, oh, I think there's a gay league that does that meets in the city. And so I found Big Apple and I've been playing since 2009 and I've been like playing in the league up until now. Um, and so from there, I like met different people who also had a love for dodgeball that became a way that we connected um and also like 
took me to different leagues that then brought different elements of the game. And I learned so much more like being exposed to all these different players. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I, how I got into it is I joined big apple dodgeball in New York city. And I met like some really great friends that, that also loved the sport, um, nice. that like allowed me to kind of like branch out and then do all these really cool opportunities, like, you know, traveling tournaments. All because you just mentioned to your manager, I miss playing dodgeball. Yeah, I miss playing dodgeball. And That's I mean, awesome. part of it was also like at the time being in, you know, being a 20 something year old in New York City, like needing to like find a community, needing to find friends. Yeah. Like I had, I, in Boston, I had a very strong uh, community because I was a part of this like LGBT youth group. And then when I was, you know, when I moved to the city, it was like, it was hard to meet people. New York City is hard to meet people. So like having this space was, became like my social life for the past like decade. Like I've been, <laughs> I've been up in that bitch. I've watched that bitch change over time. But it was, yeah, it was like my need for a social group and also like something fun to do because Dodge was very fun. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's a basic need that we all need to fulfill at some, some capacity. Yeah. Um, Big Apple Dodgeball. So you said 2009. So they they've been around for for a minute, huh? They were. I think they came about in like either 2007 or 2008. Like that was still a. a, a it only been around a couple of seasons before I joined. Okay. Um, and I've I, I've missed like two seasons. One was studying abroad, and one was when I uh, ruptured my Achilles. But it's been such like a big part of my life. Gotcha. I, cause I think I remember, did they ever play with these like cloth yellow balls? Do you remember? Um, not, not in big apple, not in big apple. We've always used the 8.5 rubber, which is, uh, yeah. The correct ball. <laughs> uh, well, it depends on how you ask. I mean, I, I have such a soft spot for 8.5 rubber, but, um, you know, depends on who you ask. You might get fought. Just letting you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's a it's a battle I fight with Dylan Odin every every week. And somehow I, I feel like he's gonna hear this and call me out because I did tell him I like foam, and I feel like he he looked like he won a, a ten year long battle. So, but uh, yeah. no, same thing. I'll always have that soft spot for eight point five. Yeah. You've you've come around to foam. Uh, I have mostly because there's been no choice um, here in phoenix um foam is it I, I think i think sometimes cactus will alternate between no sting and foam but that was also two years ago so mm -hmm. i will play with cloth if i have to just because i love the sport too much to to hold out for the ball i'm used to oh god cloth oh god people are saying they dig it people that i would never expect as well so i don't wow. know I think it's it's interesting how the ball like moves and how like the sounds that it makes but it's just it was so hard to grip for me when I played with it it was like so hard to get a good grip at that point like my I I've kind of tried to adapt to more overhand throwing now so I still use sidearm but I have gotten into a little bit of more overhand action when I can get a good grip on the ball right but off it was just like I had no other choice but to sidearm and like it was it was it was hard on my wrist to kind of you know to hold on to it so yeah it's i'm curious how it's but, gonna play out for 
Team USA and if we're gonna see more leagues adapting it. Yeah. Well, good luck. I mean, good luck to those that are on the team. I think it'll be fun to try, you know, for us to kind of like see how well we adapt. Yep. To be honest. It'd be a really good um indication of the talent. Like hopefully they yeah. do well. They take gold and they do it in foam and cloth. That'd be fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I have, I have faith, like looking over the roster, it, I'm excited to see how this group of people show, cause there are some very, uh, talented players on, on, on all of those teams. Definitely. Yeah. I did some, um, some, I guess like precap episodes with, um, mm-hmm. Bree, Vince and Dylan and just going through the list. I'm like, I, I don't envy the selection committee at all. <laughs> like good mm-hmm. luck to them. Mm-hmm. Tough job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, so you mentioned you, you played uh, dodgeball intramural in, intramural sports. Um, it was foam, not your thing, but something about it hooked you. Like, do you remember what the, what it was? Like, what was the feeling that? It was the fight. The fight. It's like the fight when you play dodgeball. Dodgeball is like a video game. Like, if you've ever gotten into a video game and you get to you know knock some bitches up in a video game, it's like a three D version of that. It's you know, it's a like little game of war where you like you know, have to think strategically and get to kind of like jump around and do cool moves and like, you know, deliver the finishing blow. Like it's a, it's a fucking cool game to play. And at first it was just that, then it became, once I like learned how to play the game, then it became something, not only that I was just like, it was fun, but then I was something that I was good at. And I was like, fuck yeah. Um, Got even better. Yeah. The whole game gets so much better. Once you like, start to once once you have like the basics like skills down of like figuring out what throw works for you and how to go for catches then the game opens up a little bit more then when you start learning about strategy and countering and like holding patterns and you know blah 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 blah, then it becomes this whole other beast to learn and it's so much fun it's you know it uses all parts of your brain all parts of your body you know it's very stimulating game because you're always yeah. some, you're always tracking something. You're always trying to be aware of something. Like yeah, you said, you're using parts of your body that you don't normally use, where so you're always sore as crap after you know a hiatus of playing. Yeah, you're always like trying to. You're always trying to get yourself out of like a fight or flight mode to like being present and and like reading the game so that you can make those moves of like oh I see that that person over there is going to throw and this person's not watching me and so I'm gonna you know, throw a counter across court and then you get this beautiful shot. Yep. I love when you, yeah. uh, you just sense something like mm-hmm. I have a feeling I need to look to my right real quick and then boom, ball in your face and you catch you like, wow, that yeah. was like precognition almost feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the video game analogy because to build off what you're saying, like, you know, you play, you start getting pretty good. Somebody scouts you, or you hear about a tournament here. You play. You're like, "Holy crap! There's a world way beyond my league, way beyond my pickup games." Then mm-hmm. opens up the the opportunity to travel because now you're going against teams that you've never heard of. You're going to like Vegas. You're going to L.A. In mm-hmm. my case, um, yeah, mostly the L.A. San Diego area. I, I've gone to the East a few times. Uh, so that's I love that. I love watching. When I used to run Tucson Dodgeball back in the day, I used to love watching new kids play and seeing their talent. Like, there is a whole world out there if you guys just keep with it. And yeah, the video game uh, analogy is really, really solid. Still mm. in that. Thank you. Thank you. 
uh did you play any any sports uh growing up no i did not i was uh i did not play any sports i like kind of detested sports actually for most of my life growing up because i was this kind of like effeminate gay kid that like wasn't taken seriously was kind of bullied and picked on so like the idea of being in like a sporting environment felt like it was you know it would have just been like bully hell so i would like steered clear of sports throughout all of my you know childhood and then high school age and it wasn't until i i went to when i was at purchase college and i was playing the intramurals that i was like oh shit like something about this is actually really cool like i could do this and then dodgeball really like for me uh changed my relationship with my body and and thinking of it as being an athlete you know in what sense like got you motivated to condition or well didn't in, I the sense, do this, in the or? sense in the sense that like i think that i had been very disconnected from my body and my body's abilities for such a long time because i never played sports growing up like i never knew that i could throw i never knew that i could really move in those ways you know i was still doing things like dance or um you know certain like theatrical movement but it's not the same thing as like you know seeing the limits of your body and see how hard you can throw something or how quick you can be to respond to, you know, uh, like a, a fucking ball being thrown at you. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I know that's, uh, getting the gears turning because I'm thinking about like, I know how I move at this point. I know what I'm capable of doing even at, you know, almost 39 years old. Um, the crap I'm doing. He's still playing. Oh my god! I'm gonna play until they <laughs> until until you can until, until the hit pops out. Yeah, which sometimes it feels like it's close, but uh, um, no, I'm still. Oh my god! Still getting after it. Actually, I, I used um, Joe Coella and Tim and um, there's a couple other older guys that I looked at them to be like, all right, when they start retiring, maybe it's maybe it's my turn. So it's coming soon, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know what I'm capable of, and I've never associated that with like my identity, which is weird. Because, yeah, I've never having like a little epiphany right now, kind of. What What's the epiphany? Tell me. Well, it's it's so one thing I really like about talking to people all over the place, uh, various backgrounds, upbringings, um, about dodgeball is like the the gateway. Like, what was your dodgeball experience? Like, you find out, hey, we have a lot in common, or you know, you found out with the NDL, you watched a YouTube video, uh, in your case, and hopefully it doesn't get too personal, um, you know, because of the way society viewed, um, gay people, like it, it, you said it kind of set you up for like just bullying hell. Whereas my experience was I played every single sport my parents made me play and I never had to worry about that for various reasons. And that kind of just made athletics and sports a staple part of life for me and so i'm just trying to rethink what what would i be like if i never got to experience that and it just it, it just makes me kind of appreciate other other um not, not other avenues or maybe help me work on more um be more empathetic towards others upbringings because it's really easy especially and it's kind of teetering on this when i said things felt weird uh, there's been a lot of like fights on on social media in 2020 and 2021 because of all kinds of stuff and i feel like one of the things that's really 
hurting the community the most is not being able to actually see the other person's shoes and how they grew up or where they're coming from. Mm. And yeah, you just kind of made me realize, wow, like obviously, duh, not everybody grows up the same way, but, um, yeah, I'm just rethinking if I never played sports, I'd be a completely different person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's yeah. where I was going. Well, I'll say this. I really appreciate you taking the moment to reflect on that and to imagine then like the role that this that has played in your life and how that does feel like a space in which you don't question yourself you don't have to think about these other parts of yourself that then take you out of the moment right like yeah i i think that you know uh i don't know what kind of i don't know what kind of questions to expect later on but you know i think that there has always been when I think of myself in dodgeball and like the dodgeball family or the dodgeball community, there's always been some kind of tension that's been revolved around kind of like identity and space. Uh, and this is what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. The fact that as a, you know, I don't, I don't not going to put you on blast on, and I don't know how, like how you identify, I'll say that. I don't know how you identify, but as like an openly gay man, I have experienced certain kinds of discrimination and certain kinds of microaggressions that question that make me question if I'm supposed to be welcome in this space, right? Like whether that's uh, the way that people interact with us, whether that's whether, or I'll say me, whether that's the way that like people look at me, whether that's the way that people talk about me, whether that's like the kind of aggression that I feel when we play, like that's, you know, it's like a, a different, it's a, yeah, it's different. It creates a different environment and a different experience because I'm not only, I'm, I'm not only just in this game, but I feel like I'm dealing with some really uncomfortable, like, you know, uh, Scenarios, some really uncomfortable shit. Yeah, yeah. People you know. So I appreciate you taking the moment to like hear that out because I think that what has been what people don't often understand when we talk about like this, you know, the space that dodgeball creates or like having certain tournaments for, you know, certain identities or whatever, like it, 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 it really is a real experience of because of certain parts of my identity and how the, how that is viewed socially, um, how that is viewed uh, culturally has not always felt like the most inclusive space. And so when people are asking for a safe space, it's a space where they feel like they don't have to deal with that shit, yeah. that they want to feel like they also can walk into the room and not have to think about how the way that they talk is gonna get some second, some second glances or like the, you know, the kind of like toxic aggression that is aimed at you when you like exist, you know? Yeah. So I, um, obviously I'm straight if that's the term to use and, and I'm, I'm glad if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to kind of just out myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's easy to, to dismiss the other person's point of view because, um, I think we, uh, people that, I don't want to say aren't marginalized, but just bear with me here. I think those that aren't used to being marginalized will dismiss the views and the 
perspectives of those that are, because we want to believe that, nah, man, it's 2022, it's America, you know, it can't be that bad, but it can be, and it is. And, you know, one thing I'm learning as I get older, I guess, is um, just because I don't understand it doesn't mean, it doesn't take away from your experience. So what hit me again was just realizing how good I had it growing up, how good I have it, period, where I don't ever have, I never had to, I stopped playing sports because I was just lazy. I don't want to do them anymore. There was never, ever once in my mind a fear of being bullied just because of who I was. And so that that has a that weighs on you. And um, I think the problem that we have with, with social media in general, it's not just dodgeball family or the threads. It's just the inability to take yourself out of that moment for a second and just say, hey, if this person is saying they don't feel like they're safe, then maybe they're not like, don't worry about what the stats are saying. Don't worry about, you know, busting out with some kind of article. Um, now who am I to tell you how to feel about your life? So that's kind of Mm -hmm. what I wanted to air out a little bit and, and kind of express because we don't get to do that. Um, when we're attacking each other on the threads, like it's real quick, how many likes can I get? Or can I just get off the, the X real quick? So Mm -hmm. I appreciate you sharing that, man. Um, like I said, I'm always, I'm always trying to, change the way I see things and I definitely feel like maybe some of these conversations are, are needed if people will listen and just kind of give us a, a chance to, to explain where we're coming from. One thing that um, really kind of changed the way I see things too was when I interviewed Vince during the whole, um, the riots and just kind of mm-hmm. didn't feel right to like not um, give someone, especially him, somebody very prominent in the community, a chance to just share what they're going through. Um, yeah. That was that was was very eye opening. Because um, again, you, I, people like me want to just think everything's fine, and it's it, it's not. And you know, maybe it never will be one hundred percent fine, but we have to be okay with that. I don't know. Well, but I think it I think it leads with or it's it, yeah I think it changes with what you're doing like through this conversation, right? Like you have just to kind of point this out to you and to all the viewers, right? Like we've had these very real conversations and reflections on and listening to what each other is saying. You've heard me say something and you go to this place to really imagine like, and and take in what I'm saying to you. And then you've had these really nice moments of like empathy and kind of acknowledging like, Oh shit. Like I'm really listening to what this person is saying. Like, that's how it, that's how we start to, that's how we start to make progress instead of like going to the place of getting defensive because we don't like what we're hearing really just fucking taking it in and hearing another human being tell their, tell their story and just believing it, just but trying to put ourselves in that, in those shoes. Like I'm sure that conversation from Vince was a powerful one that like moves things for you, changes the way that you kind of like look at the world. Yeah, no, it definitely did. I mean, growing up as a kid, you, you can trust cops. Uh, they're the good guys. They're the ones that are supposed to help you and could not imagine my mom and dad sent me down saying, Hey, stay away from cops. Like try to avoid them at all costs because of the way you look. Um, completely would change the way I saw the world. So yeah. Um, I mean, we can, we can go back and forth if, if these scenarios pop up again, like I kind of why I asked if you had like a time limit, cause I definitely don't want to, um, shortchange the conversation at all. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm just chilling here. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, man. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, this is where you get like, this is where you get real and have like some really nice dialogue is just being able to just like be present and listen to each other. For sure. I almost feel cheap now asking about dodgeball again. <laughs> Come back to no, the it's okay. It's okay. We, we go back and forth. I mean, they're, they're, it's all connected, right? Like, yep. Well, as there's, there's one unifying theme amongst everything and that's just been the love for dodgeball. So yeah. on that note, um, so I think I remember seeing you at Sin City. Uh, I think your team had the Sailor Moon costumes. Oh yes, we were the Sailor Scouts that year. Yep. <laughs> and which, which, wait, hold on. By the way, we're all uh, hand silk screens by yours truly, because I wanted to fucking rock that Sailor Moon outfit. So <laughs> that yeah. was a lot of fucking work. That was a. <sighs> Those, you guys Go ahead, look, say it. No, you guys, you guys look great. And uh, unfortunately, I underestimated you because you blew me up with your sidearm throw. I'm like, what, what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, oh, you see, so unassuming, right? <laughs> Walking with my Sailor Moon outfit. <laughs> never again. Not after that. Like, I, I targeted you for. Yep. Yeah, I, I did not want to face off against your throw. And I remember that <laughs> going into um, 2016 Elite East in Boston. I was like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not. Yeah, we played against you guys as the bananas. I don't know if you remember our team, but um, we were a hit. I don't know why everybody loved the fact that we were just the bananas. Like it was just really fun. But um, was that your first like competitive tournament, or when was your first like? I guess it would be elite at the time, if, oh. or NDL if you were around that during that time. We played the first one was I think ah oh, God, I don't know if it was elite or. It may have been NDL. I remember going to a tournament that I think we were playing on that nasty, like, AstroTurf grass. And they used to play, they had, um, what is it, Stingers? Yeah, it was NDL. Was that what they were called? Stingers, yep. The... Yeah. And it was, a, it was a group of players who used to play in Big, Big Apple that were just like, we want to fucking go try out a tournament. And so we put together this little ragtag team, and I showed up in my pom-pom shorts, and play with stingers and i remember playing against some like baseball players bitch game over <laughs> they would light me up with that shit um uh, but it, i remember just being so much fun but yeah stingers that's back in the day yeah stingers are awful stingers were for anyone who doesn't know they were like the basically the size of like a baseball or like a softball um but still the 8.5 rubber so it was like a hard little fucking ball and you could you know you i guess you could block with it but you know, be fucking careful. But yeah, if you had like a baseball throw, you could just wail on bitches. Yep. I used to. I love throwing them. I hated being thrown at. <laughs> and uh, yeah, those are. I, I couldn't even imagine if, if people played them now with with the way people have conditioned and trained. Oh, I no, know. Thank you. Forget about it. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> that that help. I'm done. Right. That that's what that's what when I see people playing pinch, it's like good day. I don't need to play that. I like all my fingers. I want to keep my eyes in my sockets. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> like my uh like my shoulder where it's at. And, yeah, uh, right. Yep. There's I forget there's there's something everybody seems to tear. It's like a torn labrum. Labrum. Okay. Yeah. I was like, please don't say the, the other word. It, oh. Turn this into an NC seventeen conversation. But uh so so NDL, that's that has to have been pre- Pre-2012, it was then. like, it was what? Pre-2012. Uh, honestly, uh, 2012. Yeah, it must have, it must have been. It was such a long time ago. And then 
after that one, then I think I started playing in uh, Elite. Either Elite or um, Sin City. Can't remember. But maybe maybe Elite. I don't remember. But or those something. have been like the, the big ones. The, the, the tournaments, most of the tournaments that I do besides like local one-off ones, there were a couple of years where I was doing, we you know, Arkham would kind of show up to like any kind of local tournament that was going on. But the big ones are... Elite, which is now um, USA Premier, uh, uh, Stonewall Nationals, and uh, Sin City. Uh, Sin City. Gotcha. And uh, so it almost seems like a natural progression that you would want to compete, but was there anything that made you decide, yeah, I want to take this to the next level? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was this feeling of like being an underdog and working really hard to work my way out of that position. Like when I tell you that dodgeball has changed, has helped change me in so many ways, it truly has in this way that I feel a lot more confident in like, again, my body and the, in my physicality and the way that I show up in my body's, um, you know, my body's abilities in my overcoming, like, you know, cause when you first, when I first played dodgeball, especially because I didn't grow up like throwing balls. Like I didn't have a throw. I could not throw it overhand. I, with those big old 8.5 balls, I used to like balance it on top of my hand and like do a little swivel and push. And every Monday after dodge or every week after dodgeball, I'd have this like, like sore ass shoulder. And it wasn't until I kind of started playing around with the ball and started to realize that I could hold it in that sidearm that I like, I made, I made that move for myself. You know what I mean? Like I figured that this was the way that I could throw the ball and it worked for me. And then I had a throw. Um, but sorry, what was the question? <laughs> it was just what, what made you decide that I want to take the next level and compete? Yeah, it was, it was like, it was like, the, again, like the overcoming of like this, like, this is hard. This is tough. I can't do it. And like actually being like, no, like when you put in the work to this thing that you have a lot of fun with, like you get results. And so I like worked really hard to get myself out of this position where I felt like I was kind of like uh, looked down upon, you know, come across as unassuming, mm -hmm. uh, you know, not taken seriously because she a big old queen. And then I step out on that court and I'm gonna fuck you up. Trust and believe. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? So it was, it was really like being able to like play at that or play like that and hold hold it down that I was like oh I really like this I really want to keep on doing this I want to be good at this so I could fuck you up <laughs> oh my god where does that come from <laughs> two years of not being able to compete just waiting no to be let that's out. that's always been there that's always <laughs> been there that's always been there the 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 uh excitement for the fight that has always been there <laughs> that's awesome kind of kind of want to dig into that how come why, why do you think just a naturally competitive well, person or i mean i sure but i mean again i think like uh, so like as a person right like i think that uh i again was kind of like picked on and bullied a lot and didn't really have uh no one was really getting me through that and like teaching me how to like set up set boundaries or kind of like you know fight back like so i internalized a lot of that i internalized a lot of anger i internalized a lot of kind of like 
my aggression to kind of counter when people were basically shitting on me. And so then the fight's always been there, but never like knowing where to get it out. And so then being able to do things like dodgeball, which is like a game where you can like, it's a safe game where you can like fight against each other. You know what I mean? Where you can like let some of that shit out. Right. Uh, I I was able to, to, uh, you want to be, uh, uh, to be totally honest, it was what really changed it for me is we were playing in Big Apple and it was like fun in Big Apple. But when Jose Aquino and I, and uh, Jose Aquino and I was the first season, we played in uh, New York social sports, I think it was called. And it was where like, I don't know if you remember, um, oh, what were they called? Monsters, maybe? I don't know if you were around the East Coast for that time, but there was like a, a team. There was like all these like big, big dodgeball players on the East Coast that played in this league that were all, you know, it was all, it was a straight league. And we jumped in and we we're like, wow, we feel like underdogs here and we fucking want to fight. And we just like, that's really what changed it. We like the next season, we like, we, we brought people in from Big Apple to be in this space, to take up space and to be like, a team of like queers that played just as good as anybody else. And it was, I mean, I, I guess I kind of had lost sight of that, but that really was like, for me, such an important thing of like, oh shit, like I want to bring the girls and I want to show up and, you know, season after season, you know, learning more and more every time that you play different iterations of people where some people were really into it and were like along for the ride. And then some people, you know, uh, you know, moved on, but it was, I think that kind of desire to be, to be seen as a competitor and be seen as an equal. Yeah. To be respected and maybe even fear. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's like you said, dodgeball is a, for the most part, should be pretty, I don't want to say neutral, but safe area to be able to do that, get away with it. Cause I don't know any other sport where you are encouraged to actually throw projectiles. Yeah. Eliminate the other player. Yeah, exactly. Like the goal like is to no eliminate goals. all of them. So, um, right. That's the only way you're going to win is if you knock, knock them all out. Yep. So well, let's talk about, uh, styles of dodgeball. So obviously it sounds like you've been around many tournaments. Is there a specific like style of dodgeball that is your favorite, whether it's, um, like league or Sin city rule sets or, mm-hmm. uh, elite NDL. Um, I, I think double elimination, <laughs> like in, so in, in our, in our local league, we do just like a single elimination tournament. And I think it's in the the double elimination where you get to fight your way up out of the loser's bracket. Yep. That's kind of like Arkham's inside joke of like, that's how we play. But like, usually we'll, we'll, we'll do a couple, you know, rounds in like the winner's bracket and then get knocked down. And we got a long fucking road ahead of us, but we, we make it pretty far in the loser's bracket. Um, I would say that's like the rendition of dodgeball or like the style of dodgeball that I think is really, really fun. Yeah. It's a bummer that, and I totally understand why that premiere had to do away with the uh, um, double limb, but yeah. man, some of the best battles are the hungriest teams are just trying to survive for the next round. It's yeah. when you are scrapping it, when yep. you are like, I gotta fucking win this. I'm going to turn this shit out. Yep. I don't want to go yeah. home right now. I want to send them right. home. Yeah. <laughs> I, right. I paid too much money to be here. <laughs> Wait, too much time. I am not gonna be taken home right now. Let's go. Too poor to lose right now. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, like I said, I, I totally understand why they did away with it, but uh, any double elimination is, is my favorite as well. Yeah. I'll say double elimination. I like, um, I kind of like the, the best of instead of the, the points. I get the points, but I like the, the best of. Yeah. It feels very clear. It's clear. You can't really stretch the clock out. And yeah. if you wipe a team out in less than two minutes, then cool. You earn that. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a style of play? Like, would you consider yourself, and this is up to you if you want to give it away or not, defensive, offensive? Do you focus um, on catching, throwing? Uh, I mean, I think it all depends on the, the moment. I think that I, I am pretty versatile. Um, when it comes to playing dodgeball that like I can be just as aggressive and offensive as I can be defensive. Um, but I would say my best game is when I play to my strengths and I like really slow it down. Like another thing that Arkham is known for is how we like really just slow it down and we take it at our pace. Um, I, I say that that works very well for me sometimes when it's like too fast it's hard, it's hard for me to kind of like pay attention to it. So slowing it down to the pace that that feels good for me and taking the space that I need uh, in order to like make the most successful plays. Gotcha. Um, is there somebody that you model your play after? Um, I, I will say not necessarily a specific person, but I think I try and embody as much as much as I can of um, West Coast players, but specifically like women on the West Coast. Hmm. The the way the, the the fucking attitude and the fucking like like grace and I don't know. Like I remember the first year going out to Sin City and being so impressed by um the 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 West Coast women. And so I think that like I'm always I'm always trying to watch like what are the girls doing? Like how are they how are they playing? And trying to like, you know, take certain things from from that. Gotcha. Yeah, no diss on any other women, but the yeah, no dis, no dis, whatever. But in in terms of like what made an impression, of course, I like try and watch the, like the guys too and see like I think uh, incorporating kind of like counters and like like punishing counters. Right. I see. I, I learned from Vince. Vince had a conversation with me one time about that, and I've that's something that I've <laughs> taken into taken into mind. But um. No one really like specifically that I model off of just like bits and pieces of like, oh, I really like this or that was a great move. Let me see if I can do that. Gotcha. Yeah, it definitely sounds like you just kind of came into it on your own. I mean, learning how to throw and just playing for as long as you have just kind of molded into your style now. And um, yeah. yeah, West Coast women and I want to say Arizona women are just they're nuts in all in all the right ways. Like They're just fearless and very formidable which is always fun to watch um what is your favorite type of ball so we i think we eliminated stingers are terrible so we don't have to acknowledge that are terrible i would say i, I guess like 8.5 because it is 
like what I know. It's like my bread and butter. But I think as I become more comfortable with my overhand throw, I'm starting to enjoy nosting more and as well as foam. Uh, I've gone to a couple of foam tournaments up in Canada that have been hosted by um, uh, Andrew and Tuan uh, and the league that they run. And it is so much fun. It's been such a cool, like new ball type to get exposed to, even though I don't have like a great throw in it, it's been like a blast. So I'm more open to no sting and foam now because of the, you know, the, the exposure over time. Cloth is still going to grow on me. May take a very long time, <clears throat> but um, I'd say 8.5 is probably my favorite. Gotcha. The one good thing about foam is it's much nicer on the body. I, oh yeah. I, I took a neck shot last night from Ketchum and uh man, I felt nothing. Thank God. I can imagine. I was like no <laughs> right, eight point five you in the hospital. Yeah. Bitch will be black and blue for the next day. I'm, I'm not breathing. I'm not going to work. They're gonna ask who hit you. I'm I not know. gonna say who. <laughs> Put you in a stretcher and take you home. Especially catch him. Oh my god. Yeah. Forced retirement right there. Yeah, right. And I watched it too. I just watched it go straight from my chest, like there's nothing you can do. And then bam. <laughs> anyway. Um did you have any role models growing up? Did I have any role models? I don't know if I did, to be honest. What about uh, superheroes? Sailor Moon. Duh. Hello. <laughs> Just like okay, going, but sure. you never know. <laughs> okay, so like it, influential characters in my life. Um, Sailor Moon, Xena Warrior Princess, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There's a, clearly a theme here. Um, yeah, like powerful women. Those, you know, kick-ass powerful women. Xena Warrior Princess. Mm. Well, speaking of... <laughs> <laughs> curious did you ever uh did you ever see spartacus the sh the movie the the tv show it was on stars spartacus oh with lucy lawless yes um i i watched maybe a couple episodes i didn't see the whole thing no okay. why do you ask it was just weird seeing lucy lawless like just seeing xena not a xena exactly just a completely <laughs> right? different role yeah. Bitch, pull out your chakram. I remember seeing her in. Um, that's so funny that you say that. I remember seeing her in. Uh, what was the horror movie she was in? Or was it a horror movie? She was in some movie, and I was like, "Girl, you're Xena. You're supposed to kick his ass. You're not supposed to get killed." I remember. Uh, and then same thing with Sarah Michelle Gellar. When Sarah Michelle Gellar was in, uh, I know what you did last summer. I was like, "Girl, Buffy wouldn't do that." <laughs> Buffy would have whooped his ass. <laughs> I don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had that moment a few times. I was like, she's not. I, I've been like, I wasn't a huge Xena fan by any means, but I've I've seen a couple episodes. I know what she's capable of. Yeah, like, right. She wouldn't. She wouldn't fall for this. Like she, she she's wouldn't. not. <laughs> What's going on here? Oh, the, oh, the range of Lucy Lawless. I mean, she's great. She was on Ass. Uh, what is it, Ash? Ash versus the Evil Dead or something. She's was, great. Was She's that very the, uh, what was that? The Army of Darkness, Evil Dead? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I completely and, forgot about that. 
And funny enough, the the main character guy also was a role on Xena too. He was like, I think, um, whatever the thief, I forget what his name was. Anyways, <laughs> not important. Just shout out to Xena. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of a uh, strong women, so I'm looking at the the outline I have, and I used to have this question called, "What was your quote unquote Kramer moment?" Um, do you know Brenda Kramer at all? Have you heard of her? Yes, I know the name. So she, uh, and I'm going to have to rephrase this as we get into season six. Um, but she had this like epiphany at some point to just pursue fitness and really just get after some of the, you know, or get past rather some of the physical, um, ailments that she had in the mental barriers to basically just say, I want to be a badass now. So have you had any moments where you just basically were just fed up with how things were and you just decided to change them. So like, for example, you know, you talked a lot about how just overcoming, you know, not being able to play sports, um, like most people would. And you just said, no, I'm, I'm going to stick with this and, and make it my own. Um, sorry, I just got distracted looking at Brenda. Hi, Brenda. I know, I know Brenda. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, have I had one of those moments that I really kind of took charge and changed things. Um, that's a that's a good question. I feel like I'm at one of those moments right now in life, like where uh, the next stage of my life is really going to be have to be something that where I really step into it and uh, like make things happen for myself. If that makes sense, right? Um, yeah. Whether I, I basically I'm I I'm not sure how much longer I'll be in New York if that's something that I want to consider like moving out of the city. Hmm. Um, but it's so fucking expensive to live here. I'm, you know, I feel like there's gotta be other places in the city. I mean, other places in the country that have a good balance of, of living that aren't fucking so expensive that are charging you up the wazoo, um, that you can still have a sense of community and, and have like be close by to fucking trees, you know? Yeah, I was gonna suggest Arizona until you said trees. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about Arizona. I mean, hopefully, someone that also feels a little safe. Arizona, I mean, and and maybe that's my own assumption of like where you live, but or of Arizona. But I don't know if like again, when you think about like identity and safety, yeah. you know, what do you think? You 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 tell me. <laughs> There are definitely some areas in Phoenix you probably want to avoid, um, yeah, right. which is which is sad to say. And I'm glad you know, kind of start off as a joke, but it's actual a good question. But um, yeah, there's definitely some areas in Phoenix you just want to yeah, don't go there. Um, some areas where there are a lot more, you know, just I don't want to say the word progressive because to be able to just accept anyone should not be a progressive concept. It should just be how yeah. things are. So um, Tucson's awesome. In my opinion, I feel like <clears throat> Tucson is a lot of pull toward the blue side. Um, but yeah, no trees is where we where we're gonna lose you no matter what we do. Yeah, unless you go to Northern yeah, Arizona. Yeah, well, just just being around some some like fresh air and like trees, a yeah. little bit of nature, some fucking green, some grass. Like you know, New York City's cute and all, but like not when you don't have fucking greenery. I think Seattle's pretty cool. The South, you said? Seattle. 
Oh, Seattle. Yeah, yeah you're, you're like Seattle. 20 minutes away from the probably the best landscapes I've ever seen in my entire life. So, yeah, at least in the States. Yeah. So I feel like I'm at, to go back to your question, I think I'm at that, like one of those moments of like uh, being like, you know what, I have to kind of like step into myself and like take charge of the situation and, and make some decisions around, you know, what are, what are the things that I need? Um, what's going to be good for me or what, you know, what could be good for me? Um, so, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, never a bad thing to prioritize yourself and, you know, happens all the time. Just need to rethink priorities and if something's not working, make a change and make it work for you. So, yeah, it can, and it can be hard. I mean, you know, it definitely does feel hard at sometimes to do that, to kind of like step into something that feels unknown or to step out and take risk. But I think that that's like what this, again, all this, you know, fucking pandemic shit has, has taught me is that like nothing changes if you don't if you don't like step into it. Yeah. If you don't make the change. Yeah. I was going to suggest Denver, just uh, another shout out to Alfred I've, and I've thought of, Jenny. Yeah, so. no, I've thought of Denver. I have an uncle who lives out there and I spent a week out there and really loved it. It was oh, beautiful go. and gorgeous. I keep so. hearing about Denver, like lately, just Denver, this Denver, that. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll have to go visit fairly soon. Um, do you have a pregame ritual? Um, pre-game ritual. Mm, some kind of cheer or chant with the people I'm playing with. I I mean, I guess that's it. Like really kind of like coming in for a second, having a focus, whether that's like having a little pep talk or like, you know, amping each other up or whatever, but some kind of connection and then settling into the game. Nice. Something a little bit beyond, you know, team name on three. Yeah. Uh, like uh, for fun, when we do Arkham, <laughs> one, two, three, Arkham sauce. <laughs> Why do I say Arkham sauce? I don't know, but it's fun and it's stuck. It happened once and it worked and there's a no comeback now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, uh, the pep, you know, the pep talks and the amp- amping each other up, especially one of those games that you like need to like be in it and pull it together. Like, those help. They help like reel you back in and, and get grounded and focused. Nice. Actually, I had a moment like that during round two. Me and my uh, my team were kind of just eating crap big time. Like we did decent mm-hmm. for a bunch of old guys that haven't played in a long time for 8.5. But when we came to dosing, we were just like falling <laughs> apart. And we just had a little come to Jesus powwow outside. We're like, all right, what, what's not working? And um, it, it kind of sucks to admit that for as long as I've been playing, like it took like, um, cause we, we do that. Like we call them tactical pauses in the army. We mm-hmm. do that all the time. If, if something's not working, we just take a break and start talking through what we're supposed to do and what's not happening. And, mm-hmm. uh, we did that. And after that, magically we, we started doing a lot better and we were able to finish, um, I think like bottom upper half, but at least personally, like we, we just didn't feel crappy about it, which is good. So mm-hmm. the fact that you, can do that for your team. Um, you realize the importance of, of talking them up and chanting and, and being their, their champion is, is huge. Mm-hmm. Like definitely a huge difference. Yeah. The, the energy that we bring each other and, and like we really can feed off of each other. Oh yeah. When we, when you boost each other up, it like, 
you know, it's like one ups and shit. Bring it back to the video game. It's like the potions and the superpowers. The star. Yep. Act, yeah. Activate your players. Yeah. There's, there's nothing more, um, I won't say terrifying, but it's, it's really, when you see a team that's, everyone's amped up, everyone's got that energy going, you're like, oh crap. They've got yeah, it's like fuck. We about to get yeah. our ass whooped. <laughs> we gotta be really careful with this team because they are something. They got something going on. So <laughs> I know. Um, That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of getting amped up, uh, are there any songs that you listen to that will get you amped up, like on the way to the tournament, to league, in between? Um, yes, of course. Uh, so one of them is uh, uh, Shen Shen Sia Shen Yang anthem. That's a good one. Um, uh, some oh, God is a woman. All of y'all on the East Coast know about God is the woman. When uh, Arkham comes in with the speakers and starts playing God is a woman. Um, anything that's like anything that's like uh, reggae dance hall, something like get you in your body and moving around. That that always helps for me. I but remember. Shining- Shenzia. You never heard it? No. Oh. I'm trying to Google it right now. Shen. Uh, Shen Yang. Shen Yang. Uh, anthem. Come on, Google. You know what I'm trying to type S- here. S-H-E-N. Oh, okay. Shenzia. I've never heard of this person. D- don't. Uh, listen to the song. You don't need to watch the video. Listen to the song. <laughs> I will listen to the song after this. I'm, I, okay. I've been saying that I feel terrible. I've been saying this for years. I started a Spotify playlist of all the playlist songs that people have suggested. I, I just need to catch up for like the last four seasons. Oh yeah, out there. Where do you share that? Uh, yeah, I'm not good at Spotify. So somewhere out oh. there is a Dodgeball podcast playlist and um, link in the bio. <laughs> yeah, and I also need to work on that too. But uh, no, I will. I will make a note here to actually I'll drop that in the interview I'll, I'll find the link and at least get that started that way people can there you go. can access it yeah I was gonna say were were you part of the um did you have anything to do with the world championships that the world dodgeball association did in 2016 no oh, no, no, no. Is that the, yeah that was the one that was in New York yes yeah I did you know it's funny that you bring that up because it was it was something that I thought it, I wondered if it was going to get brought up and how I would talk about it. But uh, I was a part of it, um, and it was a real interesting experience. Um, it, and honestly, felt very conflicting. So, like at the time, obviously, there was so much that was happening politically, and was creating this kind of like very big divide in terms of, like, you know. Uh, how people wanted to like how people wanted to support the kind of movement of dodgeball um and what sucked is that it seemed like such a cool opportunity and i was so there was a part of me that was so happy to be a part of it and felt you know wanted to be excited but also felt that I had done something wrong, like morally. And I think it was part of the way that like, you know, I don't know. It was, it was just weird. I felt like I couldn't really celebrate it, which really sucked. Like, 
because of, I think, how it had created this, there was such a divide in within our community about whether or not people should be tar- participating and how people should be kind of going about like uh, being involved or not. So it kind of sucked. I, I really wish that it was kind of like a, a more bright moment for me, but like, I think that I was really weighed down by the fact that I was like, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if it like uh, people are are celebrating it with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> no, that's a uh, my bad. That was definitely not the intent. Uh, no, 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 no. I I appreciate it. I mean, obviously, I'm getting real personal on this podcast, but <laughs> it's. I mean, it's true. Like, yeah. You know, it was a, such a cool experience, and just to meet dodgeballers from across the from across the world, and there was this one moment where, and it was wild. I think it was Team Austria that showed up. So we had all kind of been gathering by the gym where we were supposed to play um, our round robin games. And that's uh, like on the east side highway uh, by this like big kind of like warehouse gym. They hadn't let us in yet. And so all these teams are like gathering and it was like the nations coming together. And I think it was Team Austria that had this big fucking speaker and they're playing this crazy ass song. And, you know, it, it became a little party outside. Um, but then... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's what I wanted to bring up. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Continue, man. Didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was so cool to then go and see, again, like, uh, if for, you know, I'm sure you've played the different rules, but, like, cloth, they have a very different play style. Like, their burden their burden ball is very different. Like, you know, it's, I mean, it was a, 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 something to adjust to, but it was so cool to see people... Uh, from other parts of the world who who also play and have you know were amazing players. Yeah, I um when you mentioned anytime you see Arkham coming in with their boombox, like my <laughs> my mind immediately went to I think a video of you guys out in the city just partying it up, and I was like, I wonder if he was there or he had anything to do with that. So, oh yeah, that I was imagine. yeah we were. Uh, I was girl. I was waiting by the the gate. I was waiting by the the gates to be let in, but I was shaking my ass around. Enjoying <laughs> yourself. To find me an international boyfriend. <laughs> hey, dodgeball boyfriend from the UK, from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, just to give some context in case anybody cares, there was the WDA and the WDBF, and most people are very burnt out on some people that are associated with the WDA and unfortunately the players like yourself were kind of caught in that um, that crossfire and I think what I saw some of the more prominent members of the community try to do was just celebrate the players and support them and not the organization because that's a whole nother podcast some of that has been talked about in previous episodes if anybody really cares they can just message me because I don't want to detract from this interview but that's kind of what was going on, and um, yeah, it was tough to see that because you know we we didn't necessarily want the WDBA to be doing what it was doing, but we also didn't want to take away from the achievements and the experience that you guys were having. So I'm actually kind of glad that you were kind of kind of went there because it, it it just shows the you know what happens when we don't support the Team USA, regardless of where it came from or who's behind it. Like celebrate mm-hmm. the player, not the the politics, I guess. Um, but uh let's see and i and i will say i think 
because it feels kind of important to say that like the the changes that are some of the changes that are being made in the like with the premier elite and kind of how people are trying to come together and really be taken like seriously and to really stay organized i think uh has been very cool like the way that the way that this the way that this national team is coming together and the kind of combine that gets created like i think that that's a really cool thing that people are doing to grow us and to like really you know make the sport more kind of official in that way definitely so i appreciate i definitely appreciate the efforts that are being put in yeah no it's i think without getting too too into it, i think that's what people were so supportive of wdbf um yeah I, I don't know if you if you care like i said if people want to know i can i can message them and just lay it out there but um it is it is good to see the progression that's come as a result and you know you, you want to see a, a good mixture of um you know like the combine everybody come in from all across the u.s playing like it's it's getting better i guess is what i'm trying to, yeah. to get to overall um let's i think i was able to get a couple of questions um definitely need to work on interacting with the group more because it's like me it's got its cobwebs we gotta air those out but um mm -hmm. so vince says he would love to hear your perspective and experiences at elite dodgeball would also love to hear your perspective on tourneys like sin city Oh, girl, Vince. Oh, my God. Why is she trying to set me up like that? <laughs> <laughs> she really is. Oh, my gosh. She's trying to play me. Um, well, I mean, I feel like I've named a, a lot of them. I feel like if you've really been listening to the interview, you can imagine then if anyone who's attended those tournaments can can imagine how that how I actually would have felt in those places or how I experienced them. Right. Like being in the elite space or being in the USA premiere space. Uh, is a mixed bag. There are some people who, like there are some times that it's very fun because I'm playing with people who respect me and I'm playing with people who see me and who don't talk down to me and who like acknowledge, acknowledge that I, you know, my abilities and that can feel very rewarding and can feel very, um, you know, can feel very validating. And then there can be playing against people who, you know, still, are are dumbfounded that you know how how possibly could i catch something or hit them or how possibly could i a ball not hit me how possibly could i have blocked that ball so that's in like the that's in that space i would say in the in the spaces like sin city um you know, I think it goes back to kind of like this, the conversation around like, what is the space? Who, who is the space for? What are the reasons why people are asking for this space? And, you know, having a mixed bag of reactions when, uh, based on like, who shows up, how teams are made, um, you know, how people participate, not just like on the court, but like off the court, how people joke with you how people you know what I mean like all those things matter in those spaces as well um I've I have over time loved my experiences doing Sin City 
because it's I've met some really cool people out there. It's like a big tournament to kind of look forward to. I get to play a ball type that I'm not, I you know, in Sin City is where I learned about the no sting ball because we don't have that or we haven't had that in the East Coast. Um, so it was being exposed to a new ball type, which was really cool. But I've, I've loved a lot of that experience and I've also been very frustrated by it, you know, and it's it over time has definitely changed. Um, and the space has felt, you know, different over time. But initially it was a, it was a, it was a, a hard to, uh, initially it was a hard place to be when you come in assuming that this is gonna be a safe space and it doesn't feel that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, that... I have been, I'm oh, sorry. No, go ahead, sorry. No, what were we going to say? I was going to say, is that because of the, um, I don't know how to phrase this without sounding how it's going to sound. Is that because of the influx of straight players yeah. that take it way too seriously? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a gay tournament. Yeah. It's for the girls. You know what I mean? It's for <laughs> us. No shade, but like it is. I'm glad that you love playing dodgeball, but when it's a gay tournament, let the girls have the tournament. Yeah. And, 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 or if you're going to show up, like, first of all, there are so many different ways to show up if you really are down for the cause. Um, but, you know, you don't always have to be the, the one taking up all the space. I mean, I, again, I, I, I want to say this and, and I, or I want to say all this to say that I have definitely appreciated and shout out to Jake Mason for, um, for you know listening over the years and to kind of like really uh making those those hard hard changes but um you know like when yeah yeah it's yeah it, it's a tough position because you don't want to turn people away you don't want to piss off the community but at the same time yeah these players and i i I'm just as guilty. Don't realize what we're doing when we yeah. encroach on your space. And right. unfortunately, Sorry. man, had it not been for that conversation we had a little bit earlier, I, I probably would be like, eh, well, they've got some city and what else do they need? And that, that's a, it's a shitty attitude to have, but you know, at least it's kind of helped me change a little bit on how I see yeah. things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, again, and I, I think that what it, it for me it 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 sparks a different question right like the safe spaces are important and necessary for those in the community that does not necessarily mean they should be they need to be exclusively those spaces but bring it out into like the broader picture like it will feel less important to have those safe spaces when the more general spaces start feeling more safe like when when the general attitude and the general kind of like, again, like the general consciousness of like thinking about how your behaviors impact other people or thinking about how I'll say one's behaviors, cause I don't want to say you, but saying how one's behaviors, attitudes, mindsets can really uh, impact the way that people experience space, then those spaces will continue to be very necessary. 
and and for me, I'll say very personally, like I, I have always felt a sense of protection over those spaces. Well, I mean, they're all you got, so you want to yeah. protect them, which yeah. What uh, what can we do? I mean, you know, like when when you're looking at without singling certain people or teams out, is it is it the attitude? Because well, you mentioned people. But that's, a, but that's a good start, though. Right. That's a good start is to is to stop protecting people's bullshit and the way that they treat people just because they're like good dodgeballers or just because you're all y'all are friends. Like that's not real. That's not what kind of friend is that? You're not gonna hold your friend accountable for being a dick. Like that's things don't change when we're unwilling to look in the mirror or we're unwilling to like acknowledge like, okay, like what are the things that we do to make this space uh, uh not how do we legitimize it how do we uh, how do we what's the word i'm trying to use like make it less hostile more inclusive more like a, welcoming like a kind of accountability maybe is the word or mm. you know and 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 doing the doing the thing that's the right thing to do even if it's like creates some kind of friction in in certain relationships like you 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 can't you can't continue to look past it and say i want to be down for the cause when when you're when you don't hold your friends accountable for being for creating that space for other people and that goes i think for in a much larger context of like how do we how do how do things change how do we create social change is like we also have to be willing to kind of step into those situations and be like hey like this this is not this is not this is not cool yeah well it's definitely that can be resolved in a thread when you're just trying to win an argument and you know use uh -huh. all kinds of <laughs> i don't know i i don't know that's why i'm off facebook you begin uh, Facebook was getting into all those fucking arguments about, you know, everything all, with all these people, all these people's relatives, all these people, crazy people who be posting all this shit. Like yep. it just became too much. So th the answer to the question, how do you win an argument? Get off Facebook. <laughs> yep. Don't pay that bitch any mind. <laughs> that's how you win. Make them feel insignificant. <laughs> Don't even respond. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it sometimes it feels like in those threads, people just fighting just to fight. So oh yeah, nice. I'll fight with them. There's people that like to argue just for the sake of argument, and there's there's yeah. healthy ones, there's engaging ones, but there's some that are just like, is this really that big a deal, man? Like, right. And there are people who, when the people who are actually interested and open to open to change are kind of like different perspectives, they do things like this and they have different conversations. You know, yep. they don't fucking get into back and forth arguments on facebook you know facebook wall posts freaking facebook <laughs> um well i do appreciate again you what you said about um sin city and just feeling like it's you know i, th I think maybe because because it definitely picked up on you know jake taking a little more firm stance on what the initial point of sin city was and trying to limit you know, um, straight players from playing, which, you know, we, we can, we can take it. It's fine if it, if it helps. And I really like what you said though, about, 
you know, or we can just change our ways and make it so that safe spaces aren't needed to be there. So that's uh, probably going to steal that soundbite, actually. Use as a preview, or yeah, as a preview. Um, as, as long as as long as you uh, write me royalties. <laughs> assuming ever make oh. money, you got it. <laughs> like, oh, I, I get it. Stealing the soundbite for the the intro to the podcast. Yes, unless we get a, a good oh. blooper, I'll I'll use that one. But uh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were trying to steal my intellectual property. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> like Josh, yeah, I'd never heard of that guy. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> it's my idea. No. <laughs> Um, so there was a question where it's, uh, I'm curious if I want to continue these into the next season. Um, oh no, my, my bad. I forgot. Mark Hell Stokes. He, and I'm just going to quote him cause he asked the same question for everybody. Can't I get a, uh, he says tie Arkham Jersey. Oh, you're trying to get a tie Jersey. Oh yep. my God. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> no shade, but I don't know. We would have to call the company, see if they still have our shit on file. Um, yeah, if you wanted to buy one. If you want one of mine, we could talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He'll take you up on that. Ooh, girl. <laughs> the man has so many freaking jerseys. Like he, I was sitting with him in the Austin final or Austin Nationals 2019, and mm-hmm. he literally had a duffel bag full of jerseys, and they were, they were like. Yeah, just just packed to the brim. I, I I think I counted 27, 28 of them. Uh, so my question in return, right, would be, what are you doing with all them jerseys? Are you wearing them? Are you collecting them? Are you creating a museum? What you gonna do with all them jerseys, girl? All of the above. <laughs> if you're listening, Markel, let us know in the comments, please, what you're doing with all these jerseys. But <laughs> yeah. show us. The That's, people want to know. You know if. Man, if I had money, I'd, I'd definitely just, I'd offer Markel money to have like a mannequin museum and he could just like display <laughs> all of them. And that could be the start of the Dodgeball Hall of Fame because there's some oh great God. jerseys out there. I know. There, there have been some very cute jerseys over the years. I, I, I will agree with that. Sometimes the jerseys can be hit or miss, you know what I mean? Yeah. But sometimes there are some cute jerseys and it makes all the difference when they all step onto the court. Ooh, who are we fighting? <laughs> they look <looking> fresh. <laughs> yeah, or, or they look like a team. Uh holy crap. Yeah. Or oh no. Right. Uh, these guys are serious. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Like the cohesion of it. Yep. It says a lot. Um well speaking of memory lane, do you have a career highlight at this time? Oh God, do I? I I I don't have a career highlight. I got little moments here and there of like a, a really meaningful like shot or like a really a really good catch, but it wasn't because it was like so skillfully done. They would be like it was an important game or again, it was against a player that like really felt it was empowering me because of, you know, how good I, how good they are or how, uh, how tense the game was feeling. You know what I mean? Right. I can't speak to, I can't speak to specific ones, but I have a couple of them in my mind that just kind of roll around of like, mm-hmm, I got that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know the people who listen as well. What the fuck? <laughs> this bitch is crazy. I mean, it's 
That's what keeps me going. If I have a good play, I'm like, okay, well, maybe I still belong out here. Until yeah, I, right. Until I have, I still yeah, still until I have absolutely nothing to offer, then maybe it's time to go. But yeah, if you get those good hits, those good catches that you can hold on to those, like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you would like to achieve in dodgeball, whether it's on a competitive level, um, personal level? Um, is there anything I want to achieve? Well, I, I would love to play on the, the team for in the gay games. Like, so the gay games is the, like, essentially the equivalent to the, like gay Olympics. And there was talk that they were going to have, I don't even know if it's, I don't even know what's happened this year, honestly, but there was going to be dodgeball in the gay games. Oh. And I would love to play on that team. That would be, that would be something that I would celebrate the absolute fucking shit out of. <laughs> you couldn't tell me otherwise. <laughs> is that but I think a, that would be a opportunity. Is it televised or? Uh, who knows? I mean, now with streaming and stuff, I'm sure you could watch it somewhere, but. I don't know if I don't know if they are televised on a, you know, a NBC or a CBS or a, one of those networks. Gotcha. I'm googling real quick. I've actually never heard of it. The gay games. I don't know if dodgeball is happening this year. Ten thousand athletes, thirty different sports. Been around since nineteen eighty-two. Wow. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, hopefully they, uh, hopefully they bring it in. They bring dodgeball into the fray, and you're out there. It would be amazing. It'd be awesome to root for a team USA and just know, like, yeah, we're good. We're gonna win that one. Yeah. There's no way. Oh, <laughs> Not gonna <gosh>. happen. <laughs> and then, the, and then, it, it, the, embarrassingly, I dropped the catch. Oh my god! Not for USA. Yeah, we talked about this. Two I years know. ago. Shame. Shame and dishonor. <laughs> it's like that Game of Thrones bill. Shame. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Can't have my my head up high. Well, we'll see. Hopefully it happens. Yep, you never know. Um hopefully not a somber question, but uh you ever think about what life is like after Dodgeball? Hopefully you've got plenty of years left. You're not thinking about yeah. it just yet, but what's that I, look like? I mean, I do think about it. And I think, I think that the, you know, having the break that I did with COVID and then my Achilles, like I, I lived while dodgeball, I, I lived a life while dodgeball wasn't playing. So, uh, you know, I think, I think that there was a part of me for a little while. It was like thought that I couldn't do it. Like, that, <laughs> like what would life be like without dodgeball? But I think it'll be okay life without dodgeball. I think that hopefully at that point in in my life, I will have like a, you know, stable relationship. I will feel kind of like, you know, still good in my body. I don't want to ever have to leave because, you know, like my body craps out, but you know, that like, I'll have like a life outside of that. I'll have a strong, continue to have a strong social network and community of people to kind of see and do fun things with that maybe, you know, that aren't all rotating around dodgeball. Do you think you'll play other sports or find? Uh, I don't know. 
I'm sure at some point I might get into something else, you know, as your body changes and I can't be as dynamic as I am, maybe I'll pick up something like pickleball or, <laughs> you know, I think that that's the thing that dodgeball has done for me. And again, like change the way I see myself as I do see myself as an athlete now. And so I, and, and as a, as a one who plays games, like a gamer. So if I can't do dodgeball, I'm sure I'll find myself trying to do something maybe like squash right i love squash you ever play squash that shit is fun i'm trying to blank what is squash is soft squash is like squash is like when you're it's like uh tennis with a little rubber ball they it's the the nets are i mean the the they're like not the same size as tennis rackets but they're like it's like um in between a tennis racket and a badminton racket and you smack this little um rubber pellet against the wall and essentially you it's like you you can use the entire space essentially to kind of like hit the ball around oh my god it's so much fun uh, so it's kind of like racquetball a little bit yeah Same. yeah and Same. actually bringing it back to community and i'm so embarrassed that i can't remember his name but there was a guy that i met from from team england from that that dodgeball tournament that was in the u.s and we met up and we played squash together and it was so cool to like, you know, to make a connection in dodgeball like that and then see this person outside in the world. Hang out afterwards. Know? Yeah. That's cool. It's funny you say pickleball because that seems to be a, a reoccurring theme when we talk, uh, when I talk to people just in league, what have you about, Hey, what, what do you think about doing after dodgeball? I'm like, Oh, you should try pickleball. It's cool. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's ever gonna be the same, but you know, yeah. at some point, my knees and hips are not gonna want to do what they're doing anymore, and I'm gonna have to yeah. slow it down. So, maybe mm-hmm. softball. You gonna play crocheting? I think uh, I'm not good with my hands in that sense. I don't do crafts very well. Oh. So I might just I might start writing again. I just might write and reflect upon dodgeball, the 20 years I've been playing mm. at that point. But. uh you mentioned game. You're, you're a gamer. So, what kind of games do you play? I'm just curious. Or, or did you do um, that correctly? Uh, I well, so like I'll play. Uh, first of all, I love Smash Brothers. Um, so you can catch me outside on a <laughs> on a uh, Super Smash Brothers, uh, the the one that you can play online, and I will fight you. Um, I like video games. I like uh, kind of like board games or like social deduction games. So like things like Avalon, um, you know, Secret Hitler, those kind of games. Okay. Uh, I like like deck building games. I mean, my friends will play this game called Shards of Infinity. That's really fun. Um, Saboteur, uh, you know, those kinds of like little party games. Gotcha. I would say I'm a gamer in that way. Yeah, I cannot play the, uh, what are they called? The social elimination games? Yeah. I can't play those. I have the worst poker face. <laughs> oh my God. I know when you're bad, it is yeah. so hard. <laughs> oh my God. You just give it right away. Someone just got to look at you and say, are you bad? And, and yeah, that's me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll just me like, yeah, I'm Hitler. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's me. <Yeah. laughs> I know. Oh God. It's so terrible. But yeah, those kind of games. I think those are so fun. They look like fun. They're fun to watch other people play. I'll just watch in the corner, not be awkward. <laughs> watch it all go down. Yep. But uh, 
cool well wrapping this up um do you have any shout outs like earlier kind of shout out jenny and all them anybody come to mind last minute um no i i will yeah actually unfortunately i will give uh i do have one I, the shout out is to a woman who I used to play dodgeball war with. Her name is uh, Mia Nakane, right? Her name was Mia. She was a woman from Japan and she was a, she had moved here. She was a private chef. And unfortunately she like passed away during COVID. Um, she had uh, lung cancer, throat cancer. She had throat cancer. Oh, um, but I, I guess, she comes to mind as like, and in just in general, like when you, when you say like, do you have anyone to shout out to shout out like all the kind of like special people that you meet in this sport and the the friendships, like the real friendships that you make with people that like, not only do, are people your teammates and fun to play with and, you know, create this sense of community, but when you can develop these really beautiful relationships with people from, from an activity that like from this activity that brings you together, the sport that you play, um, but, you know, shout out to her, shout out to all the people that, that say hi to me and that we like have these n- nice little moments during tournaments, uh, you know, thank you to, to all of you for like m- making dodgeball and the space and the sport feel so welcoming and, uh, so special. So like, <laughs> and y'all will know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome, man. Well, that's that's all I have. So I think what I'll do is I'll go ahead and end the interview here. Alrighty, so that was, uh, wow, my first actual in-depth interview since um, January of last year, uh, 15, 16 months. So huge thank you and shout out to uh, to Josh Ty for for being willing to come on and um, you know I, I know I reached out to you uh, a couple months ago to get this set up because I was really wanting to kind of do what I normally do when I kick off a season of interviews is just reach out you know across the U.S. into another region and um, for selfish reasons I wanted to kind of just get a better understanding of what's going on, on the East Coast. Obviously I've been very West Coast heavy with the little dodgeball um, engagement that I've had uh, since I've been back. But um, I really, really appreciate um, some of the non-dodgeball, more background conversations that we had, um, especially getting me to understand and, and look outside myself and my personal upbringing and remember and re-acknowledge and reaffirm that not everyone has the same experience growing up as I do. And one thing personally that I've been trying to work on more and more as I get older is, um, and it's a shame that it's as I get older, but it's to just have a better understanding of what people are going through and not try to write them off or their experience off based on, you know, how I feel they should be. And that is one of the biggest takeaways I've had over the past couple of years is, um, just seeing how divided people have become, how hurt they've become with everything that's going on trying to find the common ground, trying to listen, trying to be more patient. And, um, I guess I can really just say, I appreciate every opportunity to, to pull myself out of it and, and understand how, how people are. Um, it's complicated and not everyone 
is of the same mindset, but uh, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We all just want to be happy, and you know, who am I to tell you otherwise? So, anyway, for those that are still with me and those that listened, um, if you have any feedback, let me know. Um, there are definitely some items that we touched upon that I could get more into, such as WDA, WDBF, but um, I think I'm overall just really excited to talk to people again and get that connection because as I'm rambling, I'm also realizing. Um, you know, reintegrating back into being social again. And part of what kept me going, I guess, was uh, talking to people, whether it was a pandemic or not. So definitely looking forward to more interviews. Um, as I've said in the Facebook post, I now have my setup. I'm now stable. I've got uh, my own place I live now instead of living out of a bag for the past 14 months. So that's nice. So uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. And uh, if you're still with me, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. How do I wrap that up? Really? No, no bloopers. Not even one single blooper, except for the one I'm trying to make. All right. Closing in three, two.